0: and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Happner. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with Matt and Braden this week. You know, Jesus is so nice. Jesus is so cool. He wants to be in everything, and we've all had trauma. A lot of people don't like the word, like, oh, oh, there's not been anything big that uh, has really happened. In my life, you know, as far as trauma, I don't think there's been trauma. Well, I don't really care about the word, but the reality is there are things that affect us. Mm-hmm. And so we'll use trauma in different ways and we'll identify, we'll, we'll de- kind of define it in different ways that we can have experience trauma. But just a little story that kind of relates, but I'm also a dad, so I just want to share a story. But um, my wife told me um, a week or two ago that our boy, who's almost three, saw a man in the night. He saw a man that shadowy man or whatever in in a closet or somewhere in our house i don't know exactly where it was
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
0: exactly and so you know i i think kids see spiritual things more than adults do i think kids see angels and things like that but anyways uh so she she said to him hey just go talk to him ask him about it and and he's just starting to talk he's not full sentences or anything but he's well he's not just starting he's he's doing pretty well anyways i said hey buddy did you did you see a man he said yeah and he kind of described where it was i didn't fully understand but I said, uh, I said, did it scare you? He's like, yeah. I said, so I want to teach you what to do when you're scared. And I said, when you see a man, you just say Jesus. And, he, and so I got him to say, Jesus, Jesus. He said it three times. And I said, so you don't need to be scared when you see a man. You call Jesus, and he will come and protect you, and you can always just be at peace. And David just looked at me, and he said, Jesus is nice. and I was like oh buddy you're so awesome but Jesus is nice and he's nice enough that he wants to be called upon every time that something scares us that every time there's something um, that hurts us every time we're reminded of something in our past he wants us to be called or he wants to be called upon and be involved in that situation and so it's kind of like what we talked about last week with family dysfunction and now we just kind of want to move into personal trauma i love that ted roberts from pure desire ministries talks about this and he really defines in a really good way what trauma is and the various kinds of trauma because there are a few different ways that we can be you know you know, affected by trauma that we don't necessarily recognize.
1: Yeah, you know, everybody has gone through stuff, as you we were saying, Matt. Like, we've all experienced things in life that has hurt or has caused fear sometimes, you know, or has caused us to feel anxiety or whatever else Go down the list. I mean, if you're a little kid growing up, um, <laughs> you know, going through elementary, junior high, high school, if you've been in the school system, you've faced moments of embarrassment, you've faced moments of, you know, Whatever. And uh, same thing, just being a human growing up in a family, we talked about family dysfunction, you experienced some things, you experienced lots of of different kind of aspects to life. And many of us have experienced loss. Some of us have experienced loss that has caused a lot of pain, whether the death in a family or even a pet, you know, growing up, that can be very traumatic. Many of us have experienced things that, um, maybe has happened to us, whether it's a bad injury, you know, like I blew my blew out my knee so many times playing sports, man. I I feel like I was traumatized to be honest. (laughs) don't mean to make light of this but hey seriously like honestly things like this can really affect us in certain ways and some of us have experienced really serious stuff too maybe abuse Um, maybe you've had some sexual abuse in your past or um, maybe some sort of physical abuse um, and we're so sorry that happened to you Um, but we just need to be aware of these things because as Ted Roberts said these are these addictive roots in our lives that can cause us to go to things like porn cause us to have destructive patterns of behavior or addictive cycles in our life that really keep us stuck so you know often people like i don't want to talk about these things i don't want to deal with trauma i don't want to look past um you know what i'm going through right now because if i look in my past uh then i'm going to see some things i don't want to see anymore Uh, i'm going to think about some things i don't i haven't given thought to for years and i don't want to you know, often we think that's the the way that we cope with, with life. You know, we don't want to think on these uncomfortable moments. And it's not that we want to bring you back to really painful times to make you feel bad. But honestly, you know, as as Matt was saying with, uh, with his little boy there, you know, Jesus wants to meet you in these times. And he wants to um, help you in these times because he was there with you. And that might be something that can be difficult to understand because maybe it was really painful whatever you went through but he has always been there with you and he's with you now and so that's why we got to talk about some of these things and you know we've all dealt with things in different ways um, and I think though acknowledging first what did happen and then being able to recognize maybe some patterns that have extended out of that is is important it really is.
0: Yeah so there's lots of uh, different ways that you know, we could we could experience trauma. So what we always think about is like blunt force blunt force trauma, like big trauma. Like right. you know, I got you know, smashed, or like, you know, if somebody's in a big car accident, that's a big trauma to their yeah. body. Yeah. So we think of these big, big things. Sexual abuse would be a big thing. Like that's a big trauma. Yeah, like a big thing there.
1: happened in a moment, really. It just hits you like a freight train.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Like it could be out of nowhere, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's a that's a trauma that a lot of us identify, but there's also trauma that's repeated trauma. So it could be like, like I've called it a two out of 10 or three out of 10 trauma. Uh, So a 10 out of 10 trauma. death
1: by a thousand paper cuts kind of thing. Right, right. It's happened so many times. There you go, exactly.
0: And so when it happens you know once it's like oh whatever i can i can just go back to the paper and i can hold it differently like that's fine but when it happens a thousand times it's like man i'm not going close to a paper cut anymore like that's it and so it's death by a thousand paper cuts so when something happens over and over and it creates a response that you know counselors will call it a flight or fright or fight response flight is like you take flight like you just literally you leave the room uh, you might deflect a conversation if it's going towards your trauma, but you, then you take flight from the conversation by deflecting. A lot of times, people just leave the room or don't want to talk right, about right. it, or they don't, you know, go to a counselor to talk about it because they just take flight. Other times, when the trauma is addressed, people fight and they get angry because if you get angry, then you can manipulate the whole conversation, and it and people like will surrender and submit to you because of your rage, yeah. and so then you don't have to address the the trauma that's going on. Um, other times there's fright where you just freeze you go numb you just like your mind shuts off literally the front like science even that shows that the frontal lobe of your brain will shut down and you can't even process things anymore because of the trauma that you've experienced and so there's flight there's fight or there's fright and when you have these responses in your life you got to recognize like oh there's trauma there i got to deal with trauma and one thing i like to say is that Trauma affects us, but undealt with trauma really affects us. Mm. And so it's undealt with trauma that's really the thing. And so we don't want to live as victims going, well, it's because I had trauma that I live in this way. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, well, because you have trauma, let's let Jesus in and let's learn how to overcome trauma so that we can use it as something that's good and can impact people rather than keeping us down.
1: Yeah. It's like a landmine that exists in your life that you, you know, it can be stepped on by maybe another person. They say a word that triggers that, that trauma event that happened to you, and so your response could be one of those things that you're talking about, Matt. Like you could, you, there could be a fight. Like I am going at you for saying that, and this person's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> or you leave the room, you run. You know, um, and many of these things can happen, and we we navigate life, we build a life to try to avoid these things, right? Like we we protect ourselves from people, or we avoid situations, or we refuse to talk about our emotions, or we go to porn because that's the place we can control. You know, all these areas can really be built up in, in our lives It create all these kind of ruts and structures in our life that are really hard to tear down because we have all this stuff we've never dealt with. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, Matt. I, I remember this story. Um, I was doing some counseling um, at, a, at a youth ranch years ago, a ministry that was so awesome. Um, but we were, we were putting on this little skit for the kids at campfire time. And it was, it was supposed to be a little low key, but it was to kind of show the effects of what bullying can do, you know, using bad words or unkind words to a person. And I remember this group of us, there was a few counselors that were putting this skit on and I was going to be one of the people that was kind of ridiculing and and kind of being mean to the, this other person, this other counselor that was going to portray this person being bullied. Now, the person that was picked to be the one bullied, um, it was, it was a a lady and, um, was really resistant. Like we didn't understand, like she was totally on board. Let's do the skit. But when all of a sudden she had to play this role, we're saying, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, we're just playing this, whatever else. I remember we were, we were kind of pushing her a little bit. I feel so bad about this when I'm sharing this, but she broke down in oh, wow. sobs. I don't know if you've seen someone sob from their belly, oh, but, wow. the, and, and it came out later that this, the, um, her upbringing was absolutely very verbally abusive. So putting, putting herself in a position where we were reenacting something that she lifted, lived a thousand times, touched this pain in such a deep way that, you know, she couldn't cope with that moment. She was in so much pain. And like I said, I feel so bad about this, but that represents something that can occur to us too with trauma like for her it wasn't this big massive event like it was death by a thousand paper cuts of so just verbal abuse verbal abuse verbal abuse and and that can happen for us too where we have these landmines that people step on that you know we've tried so hard to protect but we, life's not like that right and, you know often these things are areas are touched in our lives and and then all of a sudden there's this blow up right and and all this pain comes out and the people around us are left wondering what is going on, right? Yeah. And this can happen, you know, when, when we don't have, you said, unresolved trauma, when we don't deal with it, that can happen in our lives.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're reminding me, I was I was working somewhere recently and I I heard these two people in another room talking and, and I, was, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, are they fighting? It sounds like they're fighting, but I couldn't really make out the words, but I'm like, but I don't think they're fighting. It was weird. I'm like, what's going on? So I asked later, and they were, <laughs> they were talking about the COVID vaccines. I don't even know to be honest what the like what side they were on. It doesn't matter. But they were on the same side. But one of them, like one person, was getting like super intense about it, about their opinion. And so then the other person just started arguing, like just and so later she was telling me because I'm like what was going on in there, and she said. Now, this person I'm talking to, I know personally in her life, she's going through trying to identify lots of trauma right now. Like there's so much undealt with trauma in this person's life. And so she was telling me, though, she's like, I, I actually agreed with what that other person was saying. I just, like, they were getting intense, so I had to fight them. Like, right. I just wanted to argue. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, this is, like, how you live your life, though. Yeah. Like, it's, like, to the degree that I know, but it's like, you just want to fight. And this she even says it. She's like, sometimes I just want to fight to fight. But it's a trauma response, right? right. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you just like fighting with people. Maybe you like being the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. maybe you Maybe you just, like you get frustrated cuz in the heat of the moment you just like go blank and you just freeze and you're like oh what's going on mm-hmm. another time a type of trauma that i didn't identify earlier was was is neglect and that it's actually interesting in mri scans they see people who have had that blunt force trauma and then they see people who have just been neglected and the trauma is the same it shows up the same wow, wow. And so it's like a child that's been neglected by their parents. Like there's so much trauma there.
1: Mm.
0: Or, you know, it could even be one child out of three children feels like their parents didn't give them attention. Well, there's trauma there. There's the neglect. And so sometimes we got to identify that too. But somebody recently in one of our groups asked the leader, um, like, why, why do we talk about this in relation to porn? into in relation to sexual addiction why do we talk about trauma like what's the connection and the connection is that when we experience trauma of any kind it cements in our brains a a pattern of response and so that's where we're talking about the flight the fright the, the the fight and that's a pattern of response that is cemented and so for example when somebody rejects you you just you know, you t- you take flight because when you were a kid, you were you were you felt rejected, or you know, like you're talking with that girl, like yeah. um, the verbal abuse as as a child, and so in her mind, she just couldn't fight back, so she went to fright, or she went to you know flight, like she'd take off or she'd freeze. So that's the response then that we go to, but. Then because we feel so numb, it's like, I want to feel something. Mm-hmm. And you go to porn in order to get the dopamine going and, and to feel good. You shut your brain off so you can't think logically where it's like, oh, I don't want to even do this anymore, but I want, keep ending up doing it. Why is that? Sometimes, not always, but but often it's because of a trauma response that was established earlier in life. And so the, it's really important to identify it because there's a direct connection.
1: Yeah, there is. isn't you know, we say porn and there's so many other areas that people have gone to to avoid or not deal with this, you know. Alcoholics, um, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of trauma that maybe some of them are masking over a drug um, uh, abuse, is another area. So,
0: even just know, masturbation and masturbation. even just fantasy, sexual yeah. fantasy in our mind, yeah. or fantasy about like a bigger car, or a bigger house, totally. or whatever.
1: Oh, there's so many things that people can go to to try not to live their life, but escape from their world. And escape is really, you know, one of those those areas that, you know, feels something that you can control so you don't have to deal with the trauma in your life. And, you know, we're going to say that that doesn't sound free as we're, we're sharing this and we know it isn't, you know, so that's why, you know, getting help in these areas, if you do have trauma... Um, that, uh, say that freight train one, you were talking about the big blunt force trauma, the big event that happened. Maybe we need help navigating that event and what happened and, the, you know, kind of the picking up the pieces of our, you know, what occurred after that. You, you know, might need some psychologist, psychologists um, to help you navigate that. We would highly recommend getting a, a Christian counsellor to help you navigate that because you need a biblical perspective in the sense of um, inviting Jesus into that. Uh, but maybe you need some help I mean, talking to a friend or a pastor, someone that you can just, you know, share this. Maybe you've never told anybody, you've never got it, gotten it off your chest, and you just need that release to tell somebody. And it might be scary. We get that. Um, reliving these moments can can be really difficult. Um, and so we would really just encourage you, though, believe me, you know, God's with you and for you in this, and he can help you. And then often they're like, you're talking about the little trauma, and little is not the right word, but things that maybe it wasn't, it wasn't uh, one event, but this, this behavior or, or things that occurred over time consistently, you know, maybe you were told you are stupid your whole life um, and maybe it wasn't a big event, but you're just constantly told that and, and man, that doesn't feel good. Um, so it's hard to unpack one moment maybe, but the feelings associated with that and the patterns and behavior that came out of that being told that you're stupid over and over and over again, you know, they are very real they're very destructive too, you know, and maybe you have no belief in yourself. Maybe you don't believe God can love you. Uh, maybe you believe you have no skill, you have nothing to offer. And that stemmed out of that, you know, being told these things over and over again. Um, it's good to have people help you in this as well to talk it through to share. I mean, this is important part of of, of getting healing and trauma is community, you know, like often you try to deal with it on your own. And Often we don't do it very well, you know, yeah. on our own. Like we'll find this escapism kind of behavior, you know, and it might seem innocent. Like we're talking about some serious ones like, um, you know, going to porn or, you know, you know drinking your sorrows away, whatever. Um, it might be something, you know, minor, uh, it seems, at least by societal standards. Like maybe you play seven hours of video games every day. That's kind of advanced, but hey,
0: some do, right? Well, I think that's lower than the average for some age groups.
1: Maybe that is, but you escape to the video game world because you can control that and not think about your life. Um, Maybe um, you escape to relationships in a healthy way. Like you can never be alone, right? You always jump from boyfriend to boyfriend or girlfriend to girlfriend or whatever because you can't just have time to think and be, you know, process your life. You need to always be with somebody so that you don't have to think about some of these things. So, being aware of this is important because we want you to break free from these patterns that are so destructive like it's it's not helpful in your life and you can have freedom like freedom sounds amazing and yeah. it's there It's it's there for you it's not something out of your grasp Jesus is with you and for you and he offers this
0: yeah I remember in our masturbation helpful helpful or harmful episode that we did um early on in pure victory podcast which by the way if you haven't listened to it listen to it it's it's one of the most listened to ones. it is popular uh, yeah but i remember you saying bradon that the that one of the problems with masturbation is that you don't ever get emotionally healthy because you don't deal with things and so one of the ways that you can identify is trauma affecting me is you can go okay why why do i masturbate why do i go to fantasy why do i watch porn why do i you know go on tinder to you know hook up app or whatever why do i do that um and then it's like what like what am i longing for what am i searching for am i searching for significance am i searching for community am i searching for relationship well does that does that sound familiar if you identify a trauma but even just pray to god like is this connected to a trauma is this a, is this connected to something in my childhood or in my adulthood that I haven't really identified in terms of the effects that it had on me. Just pray to God about like, why, why am I habitually going to this vice? And a lot of times, the more you just say, and so I just want to clarify this. When I say pray to God, I don't mean like ask him the question and then move on and like, okay, please and bless my day. I mean like ask him and then just sit there silently, like Mm. expect an answer And if the answer doesn't come, just keep on praying like the next day, like pray again, like, Lord, show me. I want to know, like, what, why is this going on? Why am I continuing to go to this habit? What is my heart longing for? How is this connected to trauma? Ask those questions. And then I just encourage you just sit in silence for Mm -hmm. however long and just listen. Mm -hmm. Amazing things will come to mind. Yeah, it doesn't have to sound like, "Oh, this thus saith the Lord." No, <laughs> this deep booming thunderous voice. It's like yeah. sometimes it'll just be a thought that comes, yeah. and and that's a really cool way to, to have this be revealed. But we've got to identify it because, like I say, we got to deal with the trauma. It's the undealt with trauma that really affects us negatively, and so we, we even in our in pure freedom journey, we have a six week uh, trauma recovery course. Uh, or part like six weeks of the, of the 52 weeks in pure freedom journey are dedicated to trauma recovery and there's a bi- a few more of the weeks that are related but the guys have loved it i mean give um the feedback that we've got on it is amazing and and one of the things that i personally do when i'm coaching people one-on-one is i help them write their story hmm. when there's been trauma uh man so much of the time there's denial about how it affects them there's little parts that they don't realize about like, oh man, this was part of the story that was significant. You don't realize the heart issues. And so one of the things I personally do in coaching is I help them write their story. And once they've got it, I mean, man, it's so healing for people to write their story about trauma and, uh, and and it's amazing. So anyways, I mean, there's a lot that we can go to in terms of the recovery, Mm -hmm. but we just really want to make the connection between this and addiction and make you aware of different ways that you could identify ways of uh, that you've been traumatized in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I'll just uh, add to that is, um, you know, you might be picking up on this, but to, and I won't go too in deep in this, but to, really start to deal with trauma, you need to create space or make space in your life to do this. Our life is very noisy and often the noise has been created by us. um, And sometimes it is just because of busyness, but you know, the, the noise of life can be brought about because of some of the addictive patterns and things that we've done as a coping mechanism to never have to think about anything. Right. So we need to create space for that quietness that Matt's talking about. When I say quietness, I don't mean you sit in a room quietly and um, stare at the wall and hope something happens. No, it's inviting Jesus into these moments, maybe having others come alongside with the pure freedom journey to be able to unpack these stories that you have and then being able to share with another person. And because sometimes sometimes, things are revealed in a way that you never even thought of, um, or you've, you know, you need to help in this. So that's what we mean is, you know, you need to create space in your life and to remove that noise that you've created in your life to be able to unpack this. So, yeah, but I mean, we won't get too in depth of, about some of that stuff, but it's just something to be aware of. There is a choice that we have to make here um, in movement. Um, the 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 last kind of route that we wanted to talk about um, is, addictive society. The addictive society that is we're living in right now, I'm sure as you're looking around, you realize pretty quickly, you know, we live in a society that has really pulled us into this kind of pattern of living. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Wally. Matt, have you seen that movie? Wally? It's a cartoon. It's really good. No. no. Okay. Anyways, no, I'm I'm too mature. For you're cartoons. too mature. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Matt only watches documentaries. Like <laughs> if he isn't learning anything, he just, yeah, there's no point, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyways, Wally's this cartoon. It's a good cartoon anyways, but people in the future, um, they are basically stuck in this bubble and they don't know anything outside of this bubble. And uh, so really why I'm bringing that up is because that's kind of what we're in right now. We don't know anything that exists outside of this bubble. We don't have any thought. We don't process. We don't really have any sense of uh, or being present in our in our world or mindfulness of what's going on for us because we're stuck. We're plugged into this this kind of addictive society that is just swirling around us. And you know, in before the two thousands, I'm going to say life was very different. Like nowadays, I mean. We have social media that has changed the way that we interact with people, changed the way we think about things, where we go for our news, um, just basically the time that we spend throughout our day. So let's be honest. That's what we're living in right now, and it's created... Um, things that we go to all the time so we don't have to think about anything really or we get others to think for us do our thinking for us right hey what does this person on Facebook think I want to find out about this I'm not going to give it any thought personally but I'll go see what this person thinks and that's going to inform all my decisions we go to Google to tell us what to think right yep. <laughs> um, we, we go to you know we go to social media to just to waste time right we, we don't really want to deal with life on a level and, and it's very highly addictive you know spending hours on TikTok Snapchat whatever else the Kids are looking at these days. I don't know. Is that am I right? TikTok, yeah, yeah, TikTok, so. yeah. Those are the ones. I yep. think so. Yeah, I'm one of those old fuddy duddies that still has Facebook. I, I barely use it. I mean, I've told twenty year olds face about Facebook, and I have it, and they look at me like I'm, you know, like I'm a, a million years old. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. But anyways Instagram, all these things, that uh, we have this addictive society around us that keeps us kind of in this mode of life. And it's it when when it comes to porn. There's a lot of links here. We've go back, listen to our social media podcast that we did. Even Brett Ullman, a few weeks ago, we had him on talking about this stuff. And we're not going to hammer on media and saying that it's bad or inherently evil. It's not. It's just a just a thing. It's what we do with it, right? And so, but this really can keep us stuck and not thinking about anything in life that matters. because um, we don't have to. <laughs>
0: I like that uh, that analogy from Wally. I didn't realize he could learn from a cartoon. So. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> There's a lot of good lessons in cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, of course. I'm just kidding, but but no, that is a good real uh, a good analogy. Like we've never lived in a world that's not hypersexualized, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and true. so you got to think like how do you think about sex, like like how do you think about sex compared to what, how God's, God thinks about sex? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it is from the world. Like, do you think that, do you think that, I mean, uh, Sheila Gregoire on her podcast with us, she was like, man, it's not just about the guy climaxing, it's about the girl, Yeah, both, Yeah, right? Like even in, in scripture, Paul talks about the man pleasing the woman before he talks about the woman pleasing the man. Yeah. So like, that's different than the world says. The world talks about just the man, like the man orgasm every time. Not always the woman, doesn't matter. So that's a bonus, right? If that happens, but it's like, man, that's a, that's a way that the, the world can shape our view on sex, um, I should get it all the time. Yeah. I feel entitled to it. Like if I, want, if I want it, I can get it. I can go, on, go to a porn site. I can go to Instagram. I can go it's to on demand, right? Twitter. I <laughs> yeah. can go, yeah. yeah, in the mall, look at, look at beautiful pictures of a model. Like I, yeah, I can everywhere. just, I, and so if I want it, I should be able to get it. And so I just want to ask, do you feel entitled because I know that entitlement around this stuff has been something for me too. Like I'm like I felt more entitled than actually what is healthy. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel entitled to it at all. Because if I'm not entitled, then it's a gift if I ever get it. And so then I can be really thankful, not like well, fine, or finally, like you should have given it to me, mm-hmm. right? And so do you feel entitled because the world has given you this sense of entitlement, saying like, oh, you should get it, yeah. or do you feel? inadequate or insecure because you you're a man who, who doesn't have a high libido or you're a woman who you're, you've you never really engaged in this sexual thing with with pornography and, and 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 hooking up and so then you're like oh maybe i'm inadequate maybe a guy doesn't you know see me as attractive or i won't be good in bed when i'm married or whatever or or you are married and you feel shame and guilt because of all the messaging out there and you feel like you you don't measure up to pornography to those models or actresses Mm. or whatever, like what's the, what are the thoughts and the feelings that you have that the world has kind of created and planted in you, even subconsciously or so subtly because the reality is an addictive root that is very present is this addictive society and I mean, there's even stories of wives whose husbands, you know, struggle with porn, but then the husband deals with it, but then they don't have the sex that they want. So then the wife is like, I better go to porn. And it's because of this this societal narrative that you gotta yeah. do what porn does, or I'm not good enough because you know, he only got satisfied in porn. And so then the wife gets hooked, and there's just so much dysfunction that happens because of the hypersexualized society that we're in. And so I just want you guys to think about, think about the the way that you view sex and go, is this godly or is it not? Mm-hmm. And like Brad, you're saying, like, just go to God and just ask him, like, ask God, hey, what is a belief system that I have about sex that isn't in line with you? And where yeah. did it come from?
1: One area I think that God has kind of revealed to me too about this, because that's a great point, is um, how we have elevated entitlement, like you're saying, to become a virtue. Um, it's virtuous in our society to pursue and chase after our desires. You know, we'll do whatever it takes to get our desires, met. Man, that's good. And, um, you know, I, oh man, I think I've said this before, but man, there's just one movie I saw. Um, I was forced to watch it because I was on a plane. But <laughs> um, Eat, Pray, Love. Now, if you love that movie, I'm, I'm sorry for you and I'll pray <laughs> for you. But anyways, that movie ticked me off because really it's about this lady who, I mean, her husband, her and her husband, there was nothing wrong in their marriage. She just didn't feel it anymore. And she had desires to go, pursue other things in life so she did that and that was seen as virtuous this book is makes it so virtuous that she went and discovered herself in India and she found another relationship because you know you know that one with her husband you know nothing wrong with it it's just she wasn't feeling it so we have made desire virtuous and so whatever desire you have that's you that's who you are, you know, that's your identity. So you can chase and pursue after anything. And that that's what the society has created. And it's very addictive, right? When we're told that, like that we can pursue after anything and, and the, our desires. Um, and, but what does the Bible say about this, right? Like it talks about um, our flesh being, you know, that those fleshy desires, those things that um, uh, really that we are, the sinful aspect of us that we want to pursue after, that we want to go to, that has been seen now as virtuous. So... When we remove God from the center of our life and we seek after these other things, we just become addicts to this society and we will never find what we're looking for. I can guarantee you, you will never find what you're looking for. You're always on to the next thing because it doesn't match up to what God provides for you, which is that love, acceptance, contentment that only he can bring. Um, all these other things are just a bunch of lies, right? Like you pursue after the desires. You think, hey, if I hook up with this girl, that's when I've made it. That's when I've arrived. Well, oh, it didn't work that way. Hey, if I make X amount of money, um, then then I'll have arrived. No, it doesn't work that way. Hey, if I, you know, whatever, go down the list, right? We, we chase after our desires and we just don't find what we're looking for. And that's what this addictive society has created. It's a different culture than the culture that um, it it means to follow Jesus. And what we're asking um, all of you to consider, I mean, if you're not a Christ follower, we really believe it's the best decision you can make, but we are living (laughs) countercultural. really. We're swimming against the tide, against the stream um, of what our society is saying. And and you know what? I'm going to tell you, though, there's two options here, and I think one of them is much better, um, and that's uh, following Jesus
0: man that was good it's become virtuous to pursue your desire and that's the opposite of what God wants you know, I mean that sounds like God's miserable delight yourself in the Lord he'll give you the desires <laughs> right, of your heart he wants right. us to delight ourselves surrender our desires surrender the bad ones surrender the good ones and he'll give them back even better than what we want but man that was so good I'm going to tell Kristen about that I need to get you some brownie points <laughs> I Please mean, do, yeah. Oh, man. I, I could
1: use some brownie points. Seriously, yeah. I know
0: she likes your arms, but this will just put it over the top. So that was good stuff. She's sick and tired of hearing
1: about my arms. <laughs> That's what she says. That's what she says.
0: But that was that was really good. Well,
1: and one thing I'll add to, like you're talking about desires, a lot of the stuff that we live out of our flesh, these desires, they've been twisted by society. We have really good desires. You know, we want acceptance we want to feel loved we want to have meaningful relationships we have desire to live out of um how the way god's created us as far as yeah like those are good desires what we're saying though is they've been twisted and kind of hijacked and you're pursuing things out of these good desires that have become bad bad for you you know and and you're not going to find what you're looking for um in in the way that uh you know our addictive society is trying to what they're trying to sell you you, you're not going to be able to find what you're looking for in there
0: yeah, and the truth is, if you look at the Bible, the Bible never says, "Hey, pursue pleasure for yourself. Pursue desires for yourself." It never says that. It mm-hmm. says, "Pursue the Lord, and he'll bless, and he'll reward, and he'll give." Like, he'll he'll give you the desires of your heart. So it's always like he'll give, not us pursuing them ourselves. So it's a really, really opposite way of of thinking, I remember there's this movie, and it's kind of funny because I fall into this here, and it's uh it's not a documentary, Brad, and it was just a movie, <laughs> but it wasn't a cartoon. So wow,
1: wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> you watched the movie, not a
0: documentary. That's <laughs> right, but it was a it was a love story. I forget some of you listening will probably know the movie. I forget the name of it because I'm terrible at remembering names, but it was the story of this. Uh, uh love story of these two kids in junior high or high school or whatever and they fell in love and you just like man you just fell in love with these two main characters and then I think they graduated but he came from a really 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 rough family abusive like brothers and dad were basically ganging up on him and he had a good heart but he was in this terrible lifestyle and she was a good girl came from a good home and then Something happened after school and he went to jail and he was going to be in jail for eight years. And so he just, you know, thought, well, I wrecked it for her. I'm not going to come visit her ever. And so she'd come to visit him in the jail and and she'd be left longing there and you'd be feeling sorry for her. Like, oh, man, this whole love story is over. And, and, um, and then life went on and 20 years later they reconnected. Um, but she had been married. She had kids. But then they reconnected. They fell back in love. Then they hooked up. And it was just like the way this movie was, was that you were so happy that this love story that you had started with, you loved both characters. Now they were back reconnecting. They were hooking up. She left her husband. Now it's like, oh man, full circle. Like their first loves, they fell fell back in love. The husband of the woman was like, a, like a, I don't know. He was selfish. He was They make, make him look like a jerk, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they had a bad marriage. Yeah, yeah. And so, my, I just always remember, like, oh man, that was such a good movie. I was saying, and Louise, was, my wife, was like, you, "They're promoting an affair. Like, that's not a good movie." I'm like, "Yeah, that's very true. It was a well written movie, but the message in our society is to like pursue the desire. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, no, just die to yourself, and I'll make your marriage good. Die to yourself, and I'll, I'll, I'll." Bring you into healthy living, and so I, it, I'm feeling like I fell into this too, and I've known this before, but I always think of that. And so you're bringing up movies and what society tells us. It's uh, it's very true. So we got to be really on guard. In that movie, there was no nudity. There wasn't. I don't know if there was much cursing. Um, I don't think there was any. I don't typically like those movies, but there was. It was a well done movie, but the message was very wrong mm-hmm. biblically and so it normalizes certain things in our minds about pursuing desires rather than pursuing the lord which i, I just
1: love it so. yeah and you know what when we say all this too i mean like we do live in this world um it's not something you can escape from but hey you can show the world something so much better and i think that that comes being in relationship with jesus christ and the, the love that he pours out from us and through us um it just it transforms everything around us it really does and so we can show a better way so it doesn't we're not saying hey you got to go live in the hills because you can't you know be in this an addictive society <laughs> hey we live in it and we get it you know and it's it's not easy you know there's times where i i fall into these patterns too you know both matt and i do and it's just being aware of it and recognizing this is a route that keeps us stuck in a pattern of living where we don't really understand freedom um, and we're always searching and looking for something. You know, we have a a carrot dangling at the end of a stick that we're chasing and we can never catch it. And that's really what, what occurs. And it creates dissatisfaction, discontentedness, um, all these things that aren't good for you. And so we really think it's just important to address this root. And we're, we're thankful that God helps us in this and that we can, you know, ask him that question, search my heart and he will help in this area and, it's not about beating yourself up. and God doesn't do that to us, but it's about awareness and just addressing it, recognizing it, acknowledging it, and then being able to move into a better pattern. And God will help you with that too.
0: So if you want help with any of this stuff, go to restoredministries.ca. You can click on the get help tab there. And there's a few options. One is the Pure Freedom Journey, which there's group support. There's lots of videos. There's the trauma recovery videos that we mentioned, plus a lot of other ones. There's also a cleansing hour that we've talked about a little little bit before on different episodes cleansing hour is just an opportunity to just just come and talk just come and talk to somebody there's no set price you just ask for a donation but uh, a donation of whatever you want to give but um, there's no set price for it there's just you come and talk and we talk things through and it's uh it's a really cool time people are always nervous when they come and they always feel light when they go so it's really awesome um and then there's the one-on-one coaching on there on the get help. Tab, And you can even just book a, we call it a 30-minute empowerment call where you just kind of share a little bit and we can see if it's a good fit just to work together one-on-one with coaching. And then there's a boot camp too that if you want to just take this stuff to your church or take this stuff to your group, um, men's group or women's group or whatever, theres the boot camp is eight weeks long and it's really for, for groups to go through together. Um, and then if you're a wife and you're going, man, I've got a lot of trauma just because of my husband's sexual addiction, well, go to the wives tab and talk to Kelly. Kelly is so good. There's so many wives that just love working with her and she's been through it with her trauma. You can hear her story, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago on the podcast, Kelly's story, but um, but she is phenomenal at working with people with trauma, with, working with wives with trauma, especially in betrayal trauma, working through sexual addictions in the marriage and in relationships. So I I just wanted to throw that out as a support option for you. If you want support, definitely check those out. There's so many people um, being so um, heavily impacted and it's so humbling and amazing to see. And in fact, Kelly just texted me right before we started recording today. She said, can I call you? I said, sorry, you can just text. She's like, no, this testimony is too good to share. I got to call you and tell you about this one. But She's going to she's gonna tell our group tomorrow on a prayer call. She said we do prayer calls with with our groups. And so um, anyways, we get a lot of testimonies and it's pretty exciting to see uh, just freedom and breakthrough in people's lives. So that can be an option for you, but continue listening to the podcast and we're so glad that you're here and we hope that this helped this week. And if you didn't catch last week's, it goes with this. So go back and listen to last week's too. God bless. We'll chat soon.